Video recordings of this podcast can be found on RaisingEquity.org and Truth to Power on YouTube. Welcome to the Raising Equity podcast. This is a place where we're going to think deeply and critically about issues of equity and identity. I'm so excited that you decided to join us. Uh, This is our pilot, our first welcome podcast. And if you follow me on YouTube or Facebook, you're familiar with my content. But if not, I'm Kira Hudson-Banks, and I'm a psychologist, and I like to break stuff down. Uh, My research is on discrimination and mental health. Most of my publications focus on race and racism, but I talk about all the isms, racism, sexism, heterosexism, ableism, ageism, anti-Semitism, and more. And I believe deeply in intersectionality, right? So as a black woman, I can't separate my womanness from my blackness. Those are a part of how I see the world and, and they're not to be siloed. And so I believe strongly that it's worth us all reflecting deeply on our identities to help us understand our own experiences and our positionality in the world. I'm also a big fan of us doing that because I think we can leverage our privileges that we have in society, those that everyone should be able to get access to, rather than like shaming people for their privilege. I'm a big proponent of leveraging your privilege. I've been doing this work for over 20 years now, and I enjoy conversations. I enjoy conversations that some people think are scary or controversial. I, I like to have them. And so this podcast is going to be a place where I have those convos. I'm going to analyze current events, talk about research that's related to topics. I'll have guests on for interviews, and I'm going to have kids and adults. And uh, we're going to try to engage questions. We're going to try to engage critical questions that are facing individuals, but also systems in our society. I'm a big proponent in, in helping us think about how we raise equity and help people to understand how systems operate. Uh, So maybe let me just stop and say, let's talk about what we mean when we say equity, right? People often say like, oh, it's the the latest buzzword. What does it mean? How is it any different from diversity inclusion? I think it is different. And I think it's different in a few ways. So one, equity is is an outcome. It's a process that you go through to get to a time or a place where those social identities that I mentioned race, gender, sexual orientation, um, ableism, your your physical ability, all of those systems of isms that the social identities that those are based on don't predict your outcomes. So racial equity in particular is when race no longer will predict outcomes, where we won't be able to say who's going to end up shot by the police or graduating from high school or dying in childbirth. We won't be able to have race as a predictor of that. We want to have gender equity so that we won't have to assume and use the data to show us that women are making less than men, right? We want equity in that the outcomes aren't based on individual social identities, but that's going to take some time. The Kellogg Foundation suggests that it might be 25 years, a generation of intentional work to get to equity. And that's really different than diversity, right? So diversity, although to be honest, I think when it was first used in the early 90s, diversity was trying to get us to equity, but it became just representation, sometimes even tokenism, where there was just like one, room enough for one. And diversity is about having different backgrounds, different identities, different belief systems present. And that in and of itself doesn't get us to the 
outcomes piece, right? Well, some people would say, well, that's where inclusion came along. That, okay, we might have diversity in terms of representation. Well, inclusion is how you actually get to leverage the benefit of diversity. Because there's plenty of research to show that teams and workplaces that are more diverse are better at problem solving, have more creativity. Um, Boards that have diversity in terms of gender have a better bottom line. So there's moral reasons and, and now there's these monetary reasons for having diversity. But if you don't include people, then it doesn't really work. So diversity and inclusion are the separate terms, but related. And then we have equity, where we want people to be able to live to their full potential and not have it be based on their social identity. So I think it's important there to just be clear. I'm saying I want us to raise equity because I want us to think about our policies, our procedures, our norms, our ways of interacting that can contribute to getting to the place where identity doesn't predict outcomes, that people get to be the full self, their full selves, fully who they are, and that their identity isn't predictive of where they're going to end up. And that's, we want that to be random, right? We want the outcomes to be random in terms of who ends up graduating or not, CEO of a company or not. Uh, We don't want that to be predictive and predicted by social identities. So when I say raising, yeah, I do do a lot of focusing on what it means to be an adult in the life of a child and raise them to have an equity mindset to help them understand what that means. But I'm still being raised, you know, that as an adult, I'm still being cultivated. And so when I say raising equity, I mean broadly, how do we cultivate an equity mindset? And I think that means how we have an awareness. So that's like, how are we even aware that these things are operating? So not denying that they exist, because some people deny they exist. For example, racism, they'll say, oh, well, the the way to get around that is to be colorblind. And that's not the way to, to fix racism. And there's plenty of research that says being colorblind actually can increase our biases and the perception of bias. It doesn't fix it. Um, so I'm a big proponent in saying we've got to be willing to have these conversations, be aware of how all of these identities are impacting our perception, people's experience in the world. We also have to be able to analyze how the systems are operating. Who are they working for? Who do they benefit? Who are they set up to support? Who experiences barriers in the system or institution? Um, For whom does it work really well? So we need to be able to analyze those systems and see the people inside them as full human beings worthy of opportunity and not try to make it about about them. So you actually might have seen this picture that was used a lot for equity. It was like people at a people at a sporting event cheering. And for those of you who are watching on video, we'll we'll throw the picture up. But people were cheering and people would say, oh, well, equality is giving all of these people the same riser. And equity would be giving people the, the risers or the number of risers that they need for their height. And it got people to see that equality, giving people the same, is different than equity, which takes into consideration where people are and gives them what they might need. But what I think it gets wrong, and I'm not the first one to say this, is that it actually is suggesting that there's something inherent about the individual that you're having to compensate for. That it's, oh, because they're short, we have to give them these two risers rather than the one. And I feel like that 
is a skewed idea of equity because really equity is about understanding how our systems have set up the landscape so that that person needs two risers, not that that person's short and we need to, we need to fix that. Because when it comes to race, we know genetically from the Human Genome Project that's been mapped that we're more alike than we're different, that within what we call racial groups, there's more variability than across what we call racial groups. So raising equity means seeing how systems are operating and taking, whether it's gender or sexual orientation or race, these social identities and creating different experiences for individuals. Not that there's something about those individuals that is inherently deficient. I hope that helps people understand like the distinction between seeing equity as helping someone who's deficient versus seeing how the system has created barriers and opportunity and access. So part of raising equity is helping people see that distinction and and see people in their full humanity, but understand how systems might have kept people from living to their full potential. And then the third part of it is having the skill to dismantle systems of inequity and create and transform institutions for equity. Tall order. I know that's a big thing, but we've got to think about how we get those skills, that we don't just jump to doing it. We have to have awareness. We have to have the ability to analyze. And then we have to have the skills. And that's something that we're less practiced in. There isn't a place in our country where they've transformed massive institutions for equity. And if you've got that magic pill, you'll be a millionaire. Uh, But there are a lot of cities that are trying to figure it out, a lot of institutions that are engaged in deep work. And part of what we want to do on this podcast is talk to those folks, hear what's working, what isn't. I have some thoughts around how we raise equity with kids in particular. I think too often we wait too long to talk to them about the ills of society as if they aren't uh, ready, like protecting them. I can't tell you how many college age people I have come into my classroom. I've been teaching for, what, 16 years now. And they are aghast. They don't, they don't know about systemic oppression. They just assume that, you know, so-and-so didn't want to get a job or so-and-so just wasn't good enough. They don't understand how we have systematically set up policies and, and laws and norms that create some of the inequities and disparities that we see. And I don't think we should wait until college to teach them. We teach them all sorts of things early on, we would never expect for them to jump into a calculus class without their foundational mathematics. And so why would we dump on them all the social ills in college and assume that they're then ready to go out in the world and live in that and tackle it? And let's be clear, there's research shows that kids are, are picking up on our, on our ways of isms as early as preschool. So they're already learning and making sense of these ideas why not engage them in the conversation? Why not engage them in the analysis? And why not have them start practicing the skills? So all that to say, that's what I hope to reflect on in this podcast. Those ideas and related concepts, current events that are, that are related to those ideas. And if you all have thoughts or suggestions, please do share them with me, whether on my Facebook page, YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram. But I want this to be a place where we think critically. Honestly, I I feel like I've been called into multinational companies 
and ask the question, how do we talk about issues of race in the workplace? We're seeing we need to. How do we do it? And I think it's something we are not equipped at doing in our society. So I want this podcast to be a place where we can build those skills so that we can be better able to understand, analyze, and do the work of dismantling inequities so that we can transform our systems to make it a more equitable space. So thank you so much for joining me on this first issue of my podcast. Uh, You can probably hear the excitement in my voice. I'm really excited to get it started. Thanks for listening. I hope you come back and hear the conversations that we're engaged in and that you share your thoughts um, as we explore issues of equity and identity. So thanks for joining me in Raising Equity. 